Shuck, up, shucking and jiving yet? Not quite. on the air you maniacs my name is darian i am back for another week of horror nonsense i've got nothing better to do with my time apparently than talk to you people about uh horror movies and video games and books and uh other other nerdish delights moms that are falling apart in nerdish delights speaking of nerdish delights (laughs) he'll make you take your clothes off and go dancing in the rain (laughs) jason harrell is in the house hello what's up my man oh shucking and jiving honky tonking and uh other various words living la vida loca yes is what you're doing (laughs) Uh, right on man Jason, we are besieged by smoke. We are. On all sides. It went from uh, just being hotter than blue blazes to now engulfed in Motherfuck, smoke. Motherfuck, man. I uh, I thought we made it out this year. The West Coast sucks donkey dick. It's, not, it's just California, really. The son of a bitch catches on fire every year. This entire side of the country is nothing but a mound of kindling. It's true, but somehow Nevada manages usually to skip the, the giant forest fires. So you didn't see the two blackened section of the hills behind my house a couple I years mean, that's ago? that's not a, those are, that, that's an oh, afternoon. Oh, well, you know, what, what, what. That's an afternoon, <laughs> sir. <laughs> that, that happens every Thursday. That doesn't really count. That's <laughs> not a fire. That's not a fire. It's a backyard, backyard barbecue gone wrong. <laughs> What's going on with you, man? Not much, dude. I'm, uh, I'm up and I'm, gonna, I'm about, I got a brand new car at work. Brand oh. new work car. <laughs> I didn't see it in the no, driveway. It's so. not. I'm okay. not allowed to bring it home with me. But it's brand. It's a 2022 uh, Kia Sportage. It's got this this new big pimping. I know, right? <laughs> I can get all kinds of groceries. With oh this yeah. Uh, but it's got this function where it lane corrects mm-hmm. for you. If you start to drift, it just jerks the wheel out of your hand Ooh, and puts you back. Skip. An alcoholic's dream come true. If you don't know that that's coming, it's scary as shit. Yeah. Because, like, I like to drift myself, you know. <laughs> I like to take up, you know, some real estate on the highway. All sure. of a sudden, the wheel's going all over the place. I'm, like, wrestling with it, and I rarely use a turn signal. So it doesn't know when I'm merging or not. It's like, no, you don't. Yes, I didn't. Who is it to judge you? I know, right? Can you dr- disable it? I'm sure I can somehow. I haven't figured it out yet. I it may, would take reading. May take some uh, tin snips, <laughs> some jumper cables. I don't know. Right on, man. Well, Buddy is not here this week, ladies and gentlemen. He is uh, taking a motorcycle class. He is becoming a motorcycle. Yep. He wants to be a motorcycle for a living. Got got the helmet with the horns on it the and everything. Thing. I'm sure. Look at him go. The, uh, assless chaps. <laughs> The whole nine. Hanging out at the Blue Oyster Club. 
With Mahoney and Proctor. <laughs> All right, well, we got a regular horror show to get into here, friends. We got horror news, we got listener mail, we got all kinds of things to talk about this week. We have a witch trap, Jason. We sure do. We have a wit- we had the witch board. We've graduated to the witch trap. Yep. <laughs> Actually, I think we got demoted. To I'm curious trap. which movie comes next. I'm, oh, see what I did there. It's it's good. We're gonna get trapped. <laughs> is what's gonna happen. Horror news first, you maniac. Horror news. Yes, sir. What do you got for us, Jay? One little tidbit. I like tidbits. A24 releases the official promo of Maxine, sequel to X. Completing the X trilogy. Yes. Uh, Set in 1985. Now, I watched the trailer. It doesn't show you anything. No. Other than... Just a teaser. Yeah. So it's. I assume it's going to pick up like a couple years after X, right? Mm-hmm. Should be about seven years or so later. Yeah, um, X, X was set in what seventy eight six. I thought okay. something like that. So yeah, about ten years after. Yeah, oddly enough, though, like on IMDb, you don't see anything about it being production, post production, in production, anything. Yeah, I don't know. So at first, I thought it was uh, just fake, uh, but then I saw that it was actually released by A twenty four. Yeah. Yeah, so that would that actually be really cool. I'm into it. I got high hopes for Pearl. I'm very hopeful. Hopeful and optimistic and... Um, Soon to be let down? Pro- <laughs> Let's hope not, Jason. I hope not. Let's hope not. Right on, man. You got anything else? That's it, man. Are you ready for some Strangers news? I am. Strangers remake trilogy announced. Who's going to direct this... this uh, trifecta of whatever who rennie harlan you'll remember him from a movie called prison in 1986 or i won't or Or you won't nightmare (laughs) nightmare on elm street 4 i believe yeah um and um you ever seen a movie called the devil's pass no found footage doesn't sound familiar um not that good I, i i i'm not very so what's supposed to be the basis of this trilogy? It's a remake. They're going to remake the first Strangers. Okay. They're going to tweak it a little bit. And then they're going to launch into a prequel about mm-hmm. the killers. And then a sequel mm-hmm. about the what, whoever survives the the first movie. Okay. Now, mind you, all of this can go right down the toilet if the first movie doesn't make money. Sure. Of so course. that's where we're at with that. Yeah, I, I had seen the, seen the news on... Like a pretty quick turnaround on releasing a trilogy, but there was nothing else attached to it at all. There's a bunch of stars attached to it. No names that we'd recognize. A bunch of like weird um, uh, TV show yeah. people, you know. Okay. Um, I think it'd be hard to mess up a remake of the first one. Uh, I think you could actually improve on the second. I was not a huge fan of the second. Mm-hmm. It did have... I mean that that swimming pool scene. That's like a uh, a Van Gogh or something. Yeah, it was a re- really really visually it was visually beautiful appealing yeah. scene. Um, other than that, the movie was kind of lackluster. I thought. Yeah, it, it had a really shit ending, from what I remember too. Yeah. Um, I'm down. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely check be it, checking it I'll out. I'll check it out. I'm not a I'm not a Rennie Harlan guy, 
be honest with you. I know a lot of people are kind of hit and miss on the original Strangers anyway. How can you be miss on it? A lot of people are. Well, fuck them. Well, they're so put <laughs> off. They're so put off by, I guess, the stupidity of the victims. They, they are giant vaginas. And I wouldn't <laughs> call it stupidity. I would call it just that scene where Scott Speedman is trying to put the shotgun together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, come on, man. I know you've seen a picture of one, have you, you not? You surely have watched a movie. <laughs> come on. I'll check it out. I don't mean to be negative about it. I'm just not a Rennie Harlan guy, and I think there's a lot of room for error here. I'll leave it at that. All right. Uh, speaking of remakes, Tubi's remake of Terror Train is going to drop next month. Have you seen the original Terror Train? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, there's two uh, horror films set on a train. One of them stars Jamie Lee Curtis. I think that's Night Train to Terror or... Ah, shit. No, wait. One of them has Christopher Lee and Telly Savalas in it. I think that is Terror Train. Who loves you, baby? And who do you love? <laughs> um, I think that's Terror Train. That's more of like a um, Lovecraftian kind of a thing. Okay. So if they're... Re- I'm 90% sure that's the one that they're... Got re- Midnight Meat Train. That's a different one. And then there's... <laughs> African-American me train, (laughs) which is, does not need a remake. Not a horror movie. You don't want to touch that one. That one's perfect just the way it is. Lots of caboose jokes, I'm sure. I love it. Yeah. All kinds of uh, things going on. Uh, Let's see here. What else we got? Um, Halloween Ends coming up uh, pretty soon. Yep. John Carpenter is handling the soundtrack. Okay. And it's going to release to independent vinyl and downloading services next month. Cool. I'm into it. I love me some John Carpenter music. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have like five of his albums. They're good to listen to when you want to not think. You know what I'm saying? That's 24-7. I, I don't like thinking. Over, I'm not a fan. Overrated. Way overrated. Uh, lastly, images are up for the Goodnight Mommy remake. Have you seen Goodnight Mommy? Nope. Um you at, least, pro- at least it doesn't ring a bell. You probably have. You probably just don't remember it. It's the two kids. Their mom is all face bandaged. Oh, so it's actually a movie I've tried to start multiple times. I think I've mentioned it before. Okay. Foreign, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Americanization is coming out next month. Images are up. Um, it looks a lot sexier. I will say that. The original, what is it, Swedish or Norwegian or whatever it was, um, very downplayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she spends a lot of time in a bathrobe and that face ba- <laughs> mummy face thing. Yeah. You can't beat off to it. I tried. <laughs> you cannot do it. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta really buckle down and focus if you want to squeeze one out to that. This one looks much more, um, it looks like she's wearing kind of a, uh, face mask. It's not like the mummy wrap that we saw in the original. It's more like a Phantom of the Opera getup. Okay. And, uh, some of the images had her like in a slinky nightgown kind of a thing. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe this time the kids are going to be in their mid twenties and they're going to be step kids. Ooh. Cause that's a whole subgenre on <laughs> X videos. Step, whatever, step mom, step sister. You're really working yourself up to that squeezing one out. <laughs> I'll get there, Jason. I'm going to polish one out to uh, Good Night, Mommy. <laughs> Luckily, you only need 30 good seconds. That's right. It doesn't, it doesn't take much. I just need some goddamn privacy. <laughs> all right, dudes. That's all we got on the horror news. You ready for some listener mail? Fuck yeah. Let's get into it.
Listener mail. Yes, ma'am. Uh, let's see here. Let's start things off, Jason. If we could. We can. In Sydney, Australia. Here comes Tim from the Horror for Dummies Posse. G'day, mate. Subject line, Vampire Chestburster. Hey, Darian, buddy, Monica, and my pod boyfriend, Sexy Jason. Ooh. How is everyone this fine week? All looking great, I'm sure. Very sexy. Very creepy. I apologize for my lack of contact lately. It's been a very hectic few weeks, which is no excuse, I know, but hey, I'm back now. Pterodome, I'm taking the xenomorphs. It's simple. Face huggers attack one of the brides, and boom, vampire xenomorphs. I'm going to disagree with you there, Tim. I don't think they can uh, reproduce or gestate or whatever they do inside the human body if it's dead, right? I think you need a living uh, host. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. All right, that's two more for the xenomorphs. Son of a bitch. Good vote. Well, fuck me anyway. Technical difficulty. Stand by. And now a technical mess. You stand by. I'll stand hetero. You do that, please. Okay, two more for the xenos. That's what you want. It's fine. I mean, if you don't want to vote logically, that's fine. Uh, (laughs) Darian, are you the movie Men? I know this because I like men. Yes, he got me. (laughs) I am, in fact, men, Tim. Nailed it, bud. Uh, Don't get me started on that fucking thing. Darian, you spoke about LSD last week and how you would see zombies I, if you took it. I used to dabble in the old LSD from time to time, and one time I was at a nightclub having a fun time. Then next second, everyone's skin started to melt off and started turning into zombies. Now, I knew that I was on drugs, <laughs> so I could control my mind and not freak out. So did the bouncers. <laughs> I'm sure they did. And your parole officer. Um and could control my mind and not freak out. And to be honest, it was a blast. So I think you should get yourself a tab and settle back and enjoy the trip. Anyway, that's it for me this week. Stay beautiful, especially my sexy boyfriend, Jason. Very sexy. Uh, I, like I said, as long as I'm with some people that can like wrestle me to the ground, if necessary, uh, I'm going to lock up all the guns and um, all the uh, other stuff. I do keep some high explosives here. You better else. tape oven mitts to my hands because <laughs> I'm going to be clawing, Something. biting, gnashing. Uh, you know what? Uh, I will say if I do get crazy, give me an American Gladiators pugil stick. I don't. I feel like I think I would be doing some damage, but I wouldn't really. I would just be pissing people <laughs> off. All I'm going to do that way is scuff up the furniture, I think, and that's okay. Gosh, did I waste <laughs> too much of my life watching that shit show? Oh. <laughs> it was the best thing ever, Jason. Well, living in the sticks, man, with four channels. I mean, that, that's, that's it. Kind of all that's I had. All you get. How how hard were you for that goddamn? Uh, Tennis ball Gatling gun. Oh, yeah. I wanted to mount that on the back of a truck, <laughs> drive it to my high school, and just unload. <laughs> you bet. Place. All right. Let's get out to the open road. Here comes Freddie. Subject line, still listening. Hey, folks, still listening, but I tend to forget to email until the day after. Voting for the brides, I think them being dead already is the advantage, and the aliens won't really notice them. Stay safe out there. Cheers, Freddie. Right on, Freddie. Thanks for calling in. And that's two more for the brides. Dip, 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 doop. See, Freddie's thinking. He's using the noodle there, Jason. See that, Tim? <laughs> Team? 
Team. Uh, let's get over to London, England. Here comes the horse slut. Cat is in the house. Subject line, girl power always. Evening, gents. I do hope everyone had a pleasant week. I'm on doubles again, so I haven't had much time. Much, I haven't had time to watch much. Terra Dome, I think the brides have a few advantages, mainly being dead and rather silent would make them hard to find for the xenomorphs. Not to mention, while the acid blood would hurt them, I don't think it would kill them. So the brides get my vote. About to get back to my shift. Hope everyone has a safe and healthy week. Cat, right on, Cat. Thanks for calling in, babes. Two more for the brides. Jeez. I like it. I like the way Cat thinks. I'm surprised she didn't get men. Maybe men hasn't reached the UK, although it should have. It was It's a British film. Yeah. All right. Well, check out mm. Men, Cat. I think you'll like Well, Maybe she's just trying to purge it from her memory. It could be. She might be avoiding men. I don't blame her. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of men myself. What I am a big fan of is the cowboy back here in Reno, Nevada. Subject line, titlurkers. Yes. Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. Quick note tonight is my week is already crazy with the air races this week. Yay, added traffic and idiots to the roads. Terradome, voting for me ladies. I did pick them because being dead already is an advantage, plus they're sexy and vicious. Oh, and don't forget they have wings and fly. Instant win. I do totally want a titlurker magnet. If you have them for sale, let me know, and I'll put it on my big rig when the, <laughs> when the bosses aren't looking. Back to the grind. Hope everyone has a great week. Catch you on the flip, cowboy. Right on, cowboy. I'm putting you down for the uh, Brides of Dracula, and uh, we'll see we about it. We should get a small production run going. Of what? Titlurker magnets? magnets? Absolutely. Uh, they're $35 very, very each. Swag. <laughs> 45 if you're uh, not in the continental United States. <laughs> we got some voicemails here, Jason. Man, I can't. Huh. You've sent something to Tim before, haven't you? I have. <clears throat> that must have cost you like a million bucks in shipping. It pretty much did. Yeah. There's so there's this one. <clears throat> so um, shit. What's the name of that damn huh. movie that I made you watch? Uh, the, X. The, not the the something man. What the fuck is? Oh, it? the Empty Man. The Empty Man. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. See, this is why I can't remember the movies I've seen. Can't remember. That's why I keep a database. You probably should. <clears throat> but um, so apparently, its only physical release actually was in Australia. Really. It's one of the few places that actually saw a physical release. I could have swore I saw here in the United States. You could get it out of a red box. Okay, but that's it. But it actually had a case and everything in Australia. So I was actually going to buy one. Yeah, and it's the cost of the DVD uh, is cheaper than the cost to mail me the DVD. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. They want twenty dollars to ship one DVD. Yeah, that's crazy. You know how much it is to ship a board game. I can only imagine. A lot. I don't <laughs> remember exactly, but I remember it was substantially more than the board game itself. Yeah. And I thought, seriously, because I ordered the board game from our friends over at Bright Light Media, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, maybe they'll just ship it over there, and I won't have to worry mm-hmm. about it. Right. But then it says on their website, no international shipping. Mm. So I was pretty well dicked with that. It was uh, it was a sad day at the post office Yes, for Darian. <laughs> My wallet whipped. It did. <laughs> Right on, man. Well, we got some voicemails to get into here, uh, Jason. How about... Oh, shit. Let's start things off, Jason Harold, down in the funky old south. Mm, can't wait to get back. Here comes the man with the plan. It's Alan from Alabama. 
Pat and Room, what's up? What's up, what's up Alan? Alan? Dirty South. Dirty Hope South. everybody's yeah. doing good. Uh, Terra Dome, you need to block Roger Dracula. Yes, sir. You mentioned that they came out of the Carpathian Forest. That's an excellent black metal band. I, I love it. Check them out. I love it. They got one song they feature a saxophone in. That's true. Anyway, uh, Mr. Gary, you are men. You are correct. Talk to you later. Bye. See you, Alan. Clearly, Alan has seen Matt. I wonder what his thoughts were. Uh, let's get down to Southern California. The man, <clears throat> the myth, the legend, Mad Max himself, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey-o. Hey-o. Hey-o, padded room. How's my favorite degenerate? Pretty good. We're here. I hope everyone is doing good. We made it this far. I'm doing well there. Hey, I wanted to clear a few things up about uh, Witchboard. Okay. I just got to tell you right now, <laughs> I legitimately like this movie. Sure. I I have fun with this movie. I think it's a good flick. I'm glad you like it. I recognize all the shortcomings. There are some I know. I know things. it's not a good movie. Okay. <laughs> but I, I got to say, I still like the flick. That's I fine. still enjoy the flick. But I'm I want glad to you clear like a few things up. Um, you were asking about the uh, the axe wielding ghost guy. Yes, it's Malfader. 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 Oh, my bad. Is his name and what uh, in the movie? <laughs> is his name. My bad. And Zarabeth actually does uh, tell Brandon about How? him after they perform that fake ass the exorcism. fucking exorcism. Okay. Where I don't know why, but they had to have like a pyramid of empty beer box, beer cans to verify <laughs> that the, yeah. the ghost had left or whatever. It's classy. But she actually does tell him the name Malfader. Okay. But she says the word, hey, Malfader, what's that mean? Okay. And then uh, Brandon just that. happens to know, hey, oh, what? That's Portuguese for evil. <laughs> and I mean... I know you guys are huge in, in Portugal. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So we have before a big all family. the other, you know, Portuguese people call and say it actually does not mean evil. It in does Portuguese. not. Oh, that's just But they, they just let that shit stand. Sure. But it was, yeah, she did tell him about that. Okay. Uh, about uh, Malfader. Somehow Brandon speaks Portuguese. Right. And, well, you know what? It's a team. Yeah. So, I give like it a I, said, I, I legitimately <laughs> I mean, like the flick. I know I know it's not a great flick. I don't like it ironically either. I, I enjoy watching that. There's flick. nothing wrong with that. But um, by the way, i got to ask, now yes. that you've uh, watched Witch Trap, <laughs> do you feel bad for commenting about how bad the acting was in Witchboard? I do. Now actually. that you've seen Witch Trap, <laughs> you kind of feel like, ah. Fuck, man! I'm I'm actually giving Oscars out. Yeah, you to, should. Uh, the uh, acting in Witchboard when I compare it to Witch Trap. Yes. When you got a flick and Linnea Quigley is the star, is the best actress <laughs> in that flick, and I'm talking about Witch Trap now. Actual acting, not just you tits. know you got some bad acting. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> if you got any questions about Witch Trap, I can answer them all too. Okay, because uh, again, I legitimately like that flick as well. I know it's bad. That's all right. right. On to the regular uh, regular shit here, sir. So on the educating department, I'm going to go with Hush. I think I got you this time nope. on Hush. Nope. However, you were talking about the naked man yeah. running around in the beginning, and I don't remember that. I know that's something you would definitely key in on, but I did not remember that part. <laughs> there, so, there was no so naked I'm still going guy Hush is my guess in Hush. On, that one. Um, on the... Uh, GP, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming, Tom Hardy. He called back. G motherfucker. G to the motherfucker P, homeboy. G to the motherfucker yeah. P. Yes, sir. I'm sorry for droning on there. Anyway, um, on the uh, Terror Dome, we got the Bride mm. and Xenomorph. 
Correct. I got to go with the xenomorph. Okay. I, uh, Good man. I to fly. But you know what? I still I got to go with the xenomorph. Uh, I just think you know they'll be able to tear up the brides. Uh, the brides are powerful, but they're not Dracula. So give true. me the xenomorph. That's my uh, logic. Okay. I did get to catch something on the "What Are You Looking At?" department. What do you got? And uh, I watched uh, Urban Legend, the original. And I don't know the last time you've seen that flick, but I remember, uh, man, you want to talk about bad fucking acting? <laughs> but but here's the thing that blows my mind is like, fucking, it's so bad. But like everybody in that flick had a, had a career, career. Yeah. Like afterwards, Big it wasn't ones. like their swan song. And it's like now that you're fucking done, man. After that bullshit. <laughs> That acting fucking sucks. Okay. And those guys got to have been paid more than Witchboard and Witchtrap combined. Well. And uh, I got to be honest with you, I remember seeing the flick and being like, yeah, it's a a scream ripoff. It is. But whatever. You know, a lot of things are at that that era. But uh, this is actually, it's an I Know What You Did Last Summer ripoff, which is even funnier. But uh, I got to be honest with you, I watched it. Yeah, it's not very good. It, it's worse than I remember. There's one that's worse than I remember. That's quite possible. But kind of a masochistic guy that I am, I said, well, fuck it. Now you you gotta, know, there's you're in. Urban Legend 2, two. and Urban nice. Legend 3. <laughs> and I've never seen the third one, but I watched the second one, and I I must have blocked that out because I remember damn near nothing about it. Yeah, I don't what a fucking piece of shit that was one of my all-time favorite things though huh. is in urban legend 2 okay they start talking about hey there's this urban legend urban legends are happening here and then they say hey have you ever heard about the ul that uh, happened where the guy ate like a kentucky fried chicken it's really a fucking mouse or some shit and they said like ul like man people are gonna be so fucking into this shit oh, yeah. we're gonna like start creating shorthand right now i'm on you heard about that UL, because this movie is so fucking awesome. People are going to be talking about urban legends. They're just going to be calling them UL. Like, man, that fucking cracked me up. Anyway, Stupid. about the third urban legend, though, very similar to the third I Know What You Did Last Summer. Okay. In that it's got nothing to do with the previous two flicks, huh. but it goes fucking supernatural, and there's, like, a ghost. I was going to say, just like I could have I know what you did last summer, part three did. One of them had Bloody uh, Mary. It's now, like, a, a supernatural thing. Sure. And, uh, Oh, snap. Yep, and GP'd again. He did not call back this time. Um, yeah, I remember one of the urban legends went, like, Bloody Mary or something like that. It's been years never, since I've seen that. I never that, saw that past the series. first one. I only watched the first one, and now I think it. I watched one and two. I don't think I. I don't even know if I knew there was a third. It was. It was clearly a scream ripoff. You know, it's it's what. Uh, and I know what you did last summer was a scream ripoff, but I think it was a little bit better, in my humble opinion. Um, what they did was they just they had all these uh, CW teen dramas. Yep, and they just scooped up like the top three or five actors from <laughs> they, each yeah, one. They did. And then threw him into a meat grinder. Yep. And then put in some underlying love story about, you know, he's cheating on her and blah, blah, blah. And then that, that was pretty much the formula from 1996 to 2001 ish. And uh, that's where you, you got your, uh, I know what you did last summer. You got your urban legends. I'll still take most of those types of movies over the, the bulk of the Scream franchise. Um, With the exception of the first one, because I just 
again beating a dead or beating a dead horse here uh i just feel like uh scream is always the same thing yeah i agree at least the other ones kind of mix the stories up a little bit i don't remember anything about any of the other movie sequels except i think jack black showed up in one of the i know what you did last summers it was with brandy i think oh boy i, I think he was in one of the, he showed up there and uh that's it. That's what you want in your horror movie. Jack Black and Brandy. Right. <laughs> That's all you need, really, right? I couldn't tell you. I don't know that I'm ever going to watch. I'll probably watch Scream again, the first one. And if they put out another one, I'll probably. Yeah, I'll I'll watch sequels. Yeah. Um, I'll continue to watch sequels, but I doubt I'll ever revisit the franchise with the exception of the first. Um, I might do a deep dive on I Know What You Did Last Summer. I think there's only three of them, so it's not like a huge deal. Same thing with Urban Legends, if I really wanted to go down that rabbit yeah. hole. Um, either way, man. I like a lot of those kind of trash 90s, teen, teen high school type horror, horror movies. Only thing I remember about Urban Legends. Like The Faculty. The Faculty's a good one. Uh, was it Disturbing Behavior? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Danielle Harris played a right slut in Urban Legends. And she was like all coked up and gothed out. And that's uh, that so, was pretty. That's hot. all you need, right that there. That was pretty hot, Jason Harrell, for our heterosexual listeners. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. That's all we got on the listener mail. You got anything for Tom Hardy, Alan, the horror slut, Freddie, Tim, or uh, the cowboy? Thanks for all the communiques. Absolutely, love you guys. You know that. Uh, stay tuned for tit lurker magnets, possibly, and other padded room swag. I have to warn you guys, though. Uh, I was uh, given the direct order to get rid of all the porn. So the porn is gone. I kept a few of my favorites. It's about time. She, she doesn't know about it. <laughs> but by and large. You the, know, there is this thing called the internet. There right? is. And I, that's what I'm saying. Why did why did Monica bring me giant vats of pornography? Because she discovered the internet. Because she didn't want them at her house. So she thought, I'll take them over to this All of her VCRs kept getting bound up. <laughs> that's nasty. That is nasty. The lasers in her DVD players are just coated. I wonder if you could find laser disc porn. Was was that ever a thing? It had to be, right? It it had to be. But, I mean, Laserdisc only lasted, like, what, two years, tops? No, much longer. Did it? Yeah. It It was hard to find, hard to get a hold of. And I imagine, how embarrassing would that be, walking out of the porno shop with a giant... I got my Debbie Does Dallas manhole cover here. <laughs> Woo! Suddenly life has new meaning. I can't wait to get this home. <laughs> All right, Jason, you ready for some witch trap? Boy, am I ever. Oh, boy. From the writer and director of the classic horror film and box office smash, Witchboard. Avery Lauder was more than just a psychic. He was an extremely powerful warlock. You mean a witch? Yes. The police found his body on this very altar. His chest carved open, burning candles everywhere. Neither his killer nor his heart were ever found. Something evil is about to happen. Ginger, I have a bad feeling about this one. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And nothing that exists in this world can stop it. You're going to have to go for the cops. Now. Because it is not from this world. It lives only so that we may die. 
It thrives on human fear. It has powers we can never fathom. And when it strikes, there is no doubt that it is real. Quickly. That's right, Jason Harrell. It is Witch Trap from 1989. It sure is. Written and directed by Kevin Tenney. This one got 4.6 stars on IMDb. That's only 1.3 stars better than President Evil, mind you. <clears throat> Excuse me. It stars Kathleen Bailey, Judy Tatum, and Rob Zappel. Ooh. <laughs> you mean the Rob the Zappel? Rob Zappel. That's Mr. and Mrs. Zappel's son, right? Professor Zappel, <laughs> I believe, is his official title. Oh, dude. So this one was made in 1989. So the chronology of these movies. It really seems earlier. Much earlier, yeah. right? But it goes uh, Witch Board, Night of the Demons, Witch Trap. And. Really, the apex of that, in my opinion, is Night of the Demons. We'll get to that next week. This is like a dire nosedive after Night of the Demons, if you ask me. This is bad on various levels. All right. And I know there are people out there that enjoy it, and that's fine. Uh, it did have some redeeming qualities, mainly uh, nipples, which we got to see the couple sets of. Um, so yeah, we, some full frontal nudity in full there. Full frontal yeah. in there, Jason. So we're going to start off in... There's a lot going on. <laughs> this movie, I will say, I'll start out by saying, huh. it, for a horror movie, this has more one-liners and sick burns or attempts at in, than any other horror movie I've ever known. I felt like... Um, somebody told the Asian guy to be, just do his best Bill Murray impression, and it just didn't work. I mean, like, the writing was there, but it just was, I don't know, he just came off dicky to me. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas Bill Murray is like, ah, this guy's giving people a hard time. This guy felt like a cock. Yeah. That's just my opinion. All right, anyway, we start, so one of my main gripes about this movie is that the whole thing takes place basically in one afternoon, right? And it's like 90% of the movie happens in broad daylight. Yeah, it does happen pretty quick. Which is bizarre to me. That Why would you not use the nighttime? All right, anyway, we start off in the middle of the day. You mean in filming? Yeah. 
because that takes, takes additional money equipment, and, yeah, additional I, money, I get and the ability to actually use the equipment. You're right. There is that. <laughs> there is that. We start off at, at, in a very old, creepy house. Very creepy. Very creepy. Where, um, uh, we have the, uh, I guess at this point, the trademark floating cam of Kevin Tenney flying around the house. And he's cha- it's chasing around the, 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 the sound, the background sound. There's a lawnmower loose in the house. Are my dogs okay? Because I feel like one of them has gas. It's like they ripped off the, uh, they ripped off the soundtrack to Bloodbeat. Anyway, it's the floating cam, and it's chasing some guy around. And the guy that we're chasing around, uh, he's wearing like a uh, like a jazzy tuxedo. <laughs> he looks like he just got booed off the stage at your senior prom. Yeah, he's got like a, a frilly tux with like sequins on it. And all, off the bat, I'm thinking, what the fuck is this guy doing here? And why? And he gets chased around by the the cam, and then eventually uh, he throws himself out the window. Yeah, so he now he I, I know where you're going. <laughs> smashes through the window. Correct. The balcony bar is so high yeah. that physically anybody running into it would just be stopped. Of course. But he heaves himself like over it. Hurdles. It splats on the ground. Now, and then all of that blood. But the funny part about it is that you can plainly see that the blood is pouring in from off screen. Yeah, like a foot and a half above his head. And then it just up trickles. at the top of a hill. I suspect there was a previous person that fell, and that was the bleeder mm. off camera. <laughs> For some reason, we're not allowed to see that guy. Maybe that was his backup singer or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that blood. Yeah, within the first couple of minutes. I mean, we already had comedy gold. Oh, I'm watching this going, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> from there we're gonna cut to a topless young lady reading a book in a bathtub um she looks a lot like uh your mom's best friend uh i don't know why we had to have her topless it wasn't i don't i get it you gotta have tits in in a horror that was an, that horror was movie. an unnecessary breast and um, <laughs> they, they were as, as much of a tit lurker as we are <laughs> Uh, that was just a, an unnecessary boob. I mean, probably like a 13-year-old Darian could pull one off to that. <laughs> Th- these day, not, with, not with the surgical enhancements that we have these days. Uh, she's reading a, a paperback novel in her bathtub. Boobs out. Phone rings. Uh, her husband comes and gets her out of the bathtub. <clears throat> and then she uh, basically we get this is where we kind of catch up to the story here. Um, she is the head of a paranormal research project, and her name is Judith, and she is wanting to get into that particular house to con- with a team of psychics to conduct paranormal research and scientific discovery, and it has to be that house because that is like the most haunted house in the world, at least this week, this week and in this particular town that they live in. And uh, the owner has uh, declined up until this phone call when Sexual Chocolate or whatever his name was jumped out of the uh, balcony there. So he gets her – the owner gets her on the phone and he's like, hey. And she's like, 
Am I to assume that this phone call uh, means that you've reconsidered my offer? And he's like, yes, assemble your team immediately. And she's like, okay, and then hangs up. Now, I know you want to think that I'm paraphrasing this, but that is the style of acting that we get (laughs) throughout the entire film. With the exception of Linnea Quigley, who puts on a decent performance. Hal Halvins, who shows up, he only has like one line. And the rest of the time, he's just like running around chasing people with guns and stuff. Um, everybody else is pretty much just monotone, dead flat. Even when they're like supposed to be scared for their life, no emotion. Where did you find these people? Jason, where did you find these? (laughs) I hold you responsible. Sorry. I mean, surely they've seen, they know what emotions are, right? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they were all like on quaaludes or something, but. It's pretty, I mean. The acting, especially the that main psychic chick, the one that with her tit out in the bathtub. Yes, man, is she terrible? Just completely flat. Yeah, even even like Sarah wasn't watching this movie at all, but in the she's lurking around in the uh, kitchen and said it, it, that it sounded like it was uh, all like an overdub. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, like the audio just seemed like off, and I think it was just the odd delivery of all of the acting that made it just sound off. No inflection at all. It's like Mm-mm. they um, are dyslexic and they're trying to read the script to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, look out for the... Uh, look out for the... Oh, no, we need to find his ashes. You know? <laughs> God, it's... this. I, we are all going to perish. This might have been a little... Well, I mean, it would have been better with, like, acting, but... God damn, man. I mean, th- that really is distracting to me. It was distracting to me, Jason. It took me, not that I was ever really invested in the movie, but if I was, it would have pulled me out even further. I mean, was it Levi? Is, is he the black guy? Uh, yeah, Jackson. Okay. I mean, at least he had like, I don't know, he kind of jazzed up his, yeah. his dialogue yeah, a little bit. he was bit. another good one. Man, I got five kids to feed. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good one. Um when, when the when the husband went into possessed mode, mm-hmm. that was all right. Um, oh boy, was it real? <laughs> I mean, in comparison, yeah, I felt like that was something better than nothing. All right, anyway, so she has to assemble her team of psychics. News team assemble. We're right here. <laughs> um, so the first person she goes to is a hot red headed redhead jogging in the park. In that 80s little crop top thing. With yeah, the, I was really expecting a knocker to fall out of that thing. It looked like, later on, it looks like we're going to, but then it never happens. Yep. Uh, she is apparently what we're going to refer to, for the purposes of this movie, a physical medium. Mm-hmm. So she can let spirits inhabit her body. And uh, she's like, hey, I need you to come with me on this. And she's like, no, I can't. Uh, my thing is a curse. And she's like, no, it's a gift from God. God says you had to use it. And she's like, okay, well, I guess I'll come with you then. There you go. And that's, that's pretty <laughs> much how that conversation went. And so she signs on to the team. Apparently, Judith's husband, Felix, is a mental medium. Which I thought was just an insult at first. <laughs> <laughs> he's a mental dwarf. Now, he's a mental medium, which means that spirits can speak through him. Uh, of course, he has to go because his wife is going, and that's that. Now we get to meet the owner of the property, who is played by Kevin Tenney himself, the writer and director of this film. Now, I get it. Kevin Tenney is not an actor, 
But he should have some idea of how he wants this to look, right? He gets them together along with a quote-unquote security team, and he's like, um, I wanted to rent this property as a bed and breakfast because haunted bed and breakfasts do a lot of business in New Orleans, and now I need you to go in there and verify that the place is haunted. I can't have you in there alone because the last guy jumped out of a window, so I'm assigning a security team to go with you. Meet white guy, black guy, and Mexican. They're going to go with you. Thank you very much, and enjoy your stay. And that's pretty much how the briefing goes. You could always just have a B&B that claims to be haunted. Sure. You don't need to validate it. No, not at all. You'll really? Do, you'll do fine. See, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to – there's a house in South Reno where there was a quadruple murder-suicide. Now, it's not – unfortunately, it's not like uh, anywhere near like Lake Tahoe or anything like that. It's just kind of in the middle of a pretty run-of-the-mill neighborhood. But if we bought it – and then Airbnb it mm-hmm. and didn't like advertise that it was haunted or anything like that, but just said, you know, house with history or the something. The Reno like Murder House. The Reno Murder House, bro. That thing would be fucking <laughs> the 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 paranormal dorks would be in there every night. Oh yeah. Apparently that's in bad taste. You'd have Zach Baggins knocking on your door in no time. Hey man, I'm gonna pick a fight with those ghosts. Have you seen any bigger glasses? Because I'm gonna fight them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, so that's what they're going to do. They have this three-man security team that is going to go with them. Uh, the owner of the security firm is a guy named Murphy. Uh, again, complete flat acting. There's a black guy named Jackson. He's pretty cool. And then we have what is supposed to be a Mexican, but he's clearly Asian. Jason yeah, but Harrell. when you look him up on IMDb, he's... Very much a white dude. You think so? What's his name? James Quinn. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he looks Asian. Uh, he looked very Asian in, in that movie. Yeah. But, I mean, look at the picture here. Uh, he kind of, I mean, he looks like an old Asian. I don't know. You'll recognize him from last week's movie. He was uh, the guy that got smashed under the, the drywall. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what did he say? No, because then you come back and haunt me and flap my tires and stuff. <laughs> and then, boom, he's dead. Uh, that, that guy, huh? Yeah, same guy. Uh, and oddly enough. I he, mean, he seemed very white in that movie. You think so? Yes. He strikes me as, apparently, he is white. But in this, he Asian? came off as very Asian. He's supposed to be Mexican. Yeah. His last name is Vicente. Why can't we just stop seeing color? I know. I mean, come on. Look at the cheese. We're disgusting. Well, come on, man. You got an Asian playing a Mexican. <laughs> I didn't make this decision. Somebody else did. Uh, anyway, his name is Vicente, and he is there. He's like their their ace in the hole. He's mm-hmm. like brings in all because he was at one point a hotshot detective in the local PD, and he solved some twenty year old cold case. <clears throat> and basically, because his name is on the firm, ninety percent of their business comes in because they want this particular uh, guy on the case to solve whatever. So that they're all the the paranormal team is all pissed off because they have these security dudes. Uh, the security dudes are all pissed off because they think this is bullshit and a waste of time, uh, even though they are getting paid for it. Yeah, what do you care? I know. I would love to. I would love to do. Sure, I'll go protect the. Uh, it's nothing. The dorks. Yeah. Yeah. This is bullshit. We're going to go and just sit. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. Yeah. And get paid. Sign for me it. up. That's the bulk in. of I'm my career. <laughs> so. Now we it's it's showtime. Uh, Jacks that we meet the paranormal team. There's one other person. It's Linnea Quigley who is playing a video expert. Yeah. 
You can tell she's a video expert because she had on for one second one of those uh, tactical vests with all the pockets. Oh, I don't remember wearing that. That says to me, video, video expert. expert. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Uh, and the black guy from the security team is destined to bang her. He's going to definitely put some some effort into that. She's not opposed to it. She's not, but I mean, she, I pretty sure she was going to do at least three of the dudes there before the, <laughs> the night was over including the ghost probably and the uh, weird groundskeeper that we're going to get to in a second so they get to the house and they're ready to start their investigation <clears throat> they get to pooping around uh they want uh vicente to do like a sweep of the property and secure the area make sure there's nobody else in there first so he gets out and walking around the redhead decides to go with him and naturally, the first thing they discover up in the attic is a satanic chapel with inverted crosses and stuff like that. Yep. And the redhead is like, there's a lot of strange things going on here. I don't know if we should be here. This is probably a bad idea. I think we should all leave right now. <laughs> and <clears throat> Vicente's like, well, those psychic powers are really kicking in. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Whatever you say. Um, downstairs. Uh, I, I also like hmm. how like that was where... Some dude had supposedly, like, killed himself. So... But the knife is still just, like, flopped down on the altar. There's just a knife there. So, if I'm remembering correctly, and this... It's very hard to focus on this movie. Um, the, the, own, the, real, the father of the current owner was a guy named Avery Lauder. And he was some kind of a stage magician. But the rumor was that he was also a serial killer and some kind of a necromancer. Sure. And he was about to be arrested for all these serial killings. Uh, Cops went to arrest him. And then when they got to his house, they found that he had been killed and he had his own heart had been removed. Mm -hmm. And they ruled it a suicide. Makes sense. Totally. I get it, man. And maybe I just don't remember correctly. (laughs) Did I miss something? I don't know. I don't know either. Be honest with you, like I said, it's very hard to focus on this movie. Uh, so that's like the backstory of the Lauder house, and it's now owned by Damon Lauder, and he wants to certify it fresh on the haunting scale so they can bring in some of that sweet Zach Baggins money oh, yeah. as an Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got the ace team in here, and they're going to they're gonna get in there and get to the bottom of it. Now, Judith, the head of this a team of psychics has devised herself a little contraption. The vacuum. That she calls it the vac. What it is is a. It looked like a. I don't know an ash. One of those mobile ashtrays that you could screw the top on, but it had like a green flashing light on it, and it beeped a lot. Yeah, it had like a night rider kind of mouth <laughs> it on did, it. Yeah. A couple of LEDs. Some LEDs, and it beeped. So look out! And apparently, the purpose <laughs> of this little item is that it can entrap spirits and hold them, contain them. If, so, if the if the spirit tries to pass from the ether through the physical medium, then this box, the vacuum, will basically uh, electromagnetically suck it back into it where you can go flush it down the toilet. Absolutely. Right. You can throw so it. So it's basically like the, the Ghostbusters trap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just not nearly as cool. Yeah, you don't need a, a little You need foot the, pedal. Foot, the foot thing <laughs> to blast it, you know? You need a trigger on that thing. Anyway, so she's got that. She's got it set up. She, like, periodically moves it throughout the house to try to hide it. Um, now we're going to meet a bit of a titlurker, 
and his name is Elwin. He is the he was like uh, Avery Lauder's assistant, stage assistant. And after Avery Lauder passed, he just kind of kept hanging around his house and became like a official groundskeeper kind of a dude. Played by Hal Halvin. You recognize him? Only in name. So didn't recognize him physically, like his so, face. Or anything. Well, no, he doesn't look anything like he normally does. So many good movies, Jason. Soror- such, such as Sorority Babes and Slimeball Bowl around. <laughs> yep. Okay. Night of the Demons. Yep. You'll know him as Stooge. <laughs> um, other movies that I'm sure I'm missing. He's a, he's a Kevin Tenney regular. He shows mm-hmm. up in a lot of his movies. Uh, so he he's kind of a creepy guy. He's got like a. Uh, Weird He-Man cut, and he doesn't look anything. You wouldn't recognize him as Hal Halvin. Uh, he's like, hey, I'm here to keep the grounds and, you know, help, need help with your bags. <laughs> Sniff your panties. I mean, help. you need help with your bags. <laughs> so uh, the black guy and uh, Linnea Quigley go out to get the bags. Uh, Hal goes out there to help him. While that's going on, the tour continues around the place, you know, all kinds of creepy stuff. We get – this is where we get like a um, – Kind of like a mo- cathartic moment between Murphy and Vicente. And Murphy's like, "Hey, man, I need you to not be such a cocksucker while you're here." And he's like, "Sorry, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it anyway because I what hate, I do, I hate you, and I hate everybody, and I hate my life. <laughs> so I'm, just and gonna, I'm a cool guy, and it's just what I can do. I'm just gonna make everybody as miserable as possible while I'm here. <laughs> okay, perfect. You fucking asshole. Uh, and that's kind of where we also get the backstory of Vicente being like this tortured character, or at least he's supposed to be because, uh, you know, he got kicked off the, the police force and now he's doing this dumb shit and he's a bit of an alcoholic too, I think. And, uh, there's that. And apparently a part-time comedian. Not a very good one. (laughs) Not a very good one. Uh, not a, uh, not a Don Rickles type. Nope. Like to be, but not quite there yet. All right, so that's great. Now we're going to go into our first psychic session. And we've got all of our cameras and our recording things set up. And we've got our Felix, our doofus husband. Uh, mental medium. Mental medium. And Whitney, our somewhat hot redhead, borderline dyslexic Irish uh, physical medium. So we lower the lights and we got Linnea Quigley on the cameras. And things are rocking and rolling. And hey, is there anybody in here that wants to talk to us? And then Felix gets all weird. I am Avery Lauder. Which his voice sounded so much better doing that voice than I'm his saying. normal his voice. His normal kind of squeamish voice. Yeah. Um, that like was the high point of that particular dude's acting, mm-hmm. it felt like. Excuse me. Um, so basically, he jumps into um, Felix and he's like, I'm going to kill everybody here. And Judith is like, no, you're not allowed to do that. I have a machine that will stop you. No, I can do it if I want to. No, you can't. Not with my machine. <laughs> well, not right now. Well, but, I'm going to do it. I just got to – probably by midnight, 1230, you'll all be dead. Maybe 1 o'clock. I don't know. No, you can't do that because I have a machine and you're not allowed to do that. And then, like, that's when Felix, like, flops on the ground and goes into spasma. And since Linnea Quigley is such an expert camera operator – just leaves the cameras pointing up. Of course. I mean, wouldn't you document the guy flopping around on the ground, getting I mean, a wallet shoved into his mouth? I'm sure she got a nice angle of his shoes going, <laughs> tip-tapping on the floor. Well, you can watch the, the, her monitors, Yeah, and they're just always still up at like chair move. level. Yeah, they don't move. She's yeah. not going to get up and move a camera. No. No. 
Heaven forbid. Uh, flip-flopping, uh, Vicente has to shove his wallet in, in the guy's, in Felix's mouth. I was wondering why my mouth tasted like oh, leather. <laughs> and then we get like a kind of bonding moment between Judith and Vicente where she's like, I realized that you acted very quickly and I was pretty much useless. Thank you for saving my husband's life. Yes, you were. And yes, I did. Yes, you are useless. <laughs> okay. We're all good then? Yeah, okay. Shake hands. <laughs> Shake hands. Goodbye. Oh, no. Okay, so that happens. Um, <clears throat> now it's it's naked time, Jason. It is. And we, we now we're going to kick things up with the uh, Kevin Tenney floating cam. It's now out and loose in the house. So look out. Nobody can see it, whatever it is, but it's floating around. But if this thing is supposed... This is what I don't get. So if this thing can only manifest itself through the physical medium. Why wouldn't you keep the vacuum near the physical medium? Because they left that fucking box running all night. Of course. Or day, whatever it is. Uh, But, like, leave it near her. Because, like, she's the only place that should be able to, like, kind of come into this world. Makes sense. See what you're doing? Just have her walk around with it. You see what you're doing? Yeah, I do. You're thinking about stuff. I know. Stop don't ask, thinking about don't stuff. Don't form sentences in We're talking about witch mark. trap. Sorry. For Christ's sakes. <laughs> I mean, if he can only manifest through the physical medium, then how is he about to punch a fucking shower head through Linnea Quigley's throat? Well, apparently he, he has no. already skipped past no. the one rule. No. <laughs> <laughs> there are no rules here. We're just making shit up as we go, Jason. So that's what happens. Uh, we do get to see Linnea Quigley naked for a few seconds. And uh, she gets in there and takes her clothes. She's taking a shower. Wildly unnecessary, though, in the middle of the day. Her contractually bound shower. Shower scene. Nakedness. Uh, she gets in there and the shower fixture just punches right out of the wall and ramps right through her throat. And that is your first kill of the movie. Yep. Um... Yeah, I was hoping Linnea would last a little bit longer because, you know, she might bang somebody or something like that. That was not to be. Well, uh, at least she got naked for you before did. she checked out. Of course. I mean, when she shows up, any time previous to like 1999, you knew she was going to get naked. Sure. Uh, so there it is. She's dead. Sad to see her go. Uh, nobody knows she's dead yet, though. So now we all kind of are still trying to look at the footage and we're trying to figure out what's going on um just before she got naked though uh old uh fucking elwin was outside tit lurking tit lurking like a motherfucker tit lurking and Mm -hmm. he got busted red-handed by jackson the black guy so jackson's like hey you mother and then he, he does like a like a body slam off the top rope. It's off the top rope. <laughs> we, we don't know. What uh. ah, flying elbow. You interrupted my tit lurking. <laughs> we don't really see what happens after that, Mm-mm. except like 15 minutes later, Jackson comes walking back into the house. And he's like, huh, I saw Elwin tit lurking out the window. I'm going to go check on Linnea. So he goes running. Doesn't he draw his gun to go up there? Did you notice how small the handguns were? <laughs> I didn't. They were like. I know one of them's fairly large. The one they uh, fast forward, uh, guys like cleaning it. I, I when they first got there, yeah, they all pulled out these like these tiny little pew, pew. Pew, 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 kind of guns. I, I don't think they were real. I think they got them at like Toys R Us or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, he goes running up to check on um, 
Linnea, uh, of course, she's dead in the shower. Sue's like, oh, shit, she did. Goes running downstairs, tells everybody that she's dead. Now we have a problem. So the plan is, of course, there's no phone service here at the uh, Lauder house. Uh, the plan is the black guy is going to jump in the car, go hauling ass out of there to go get the cops. Everybody else is locking themselves down in their bedrooms. And including the head of security. Incl- yeah. Well, they, le- they he sends Vicente out to like do a security patrol. Yeah, but keep a motherfucker walking the halls of the house. You know? Yeah, that's the that's the plan. Well, I mean, you've got 15 guns in your duffel bag. And they're all the size. <laughs> they're all like the You're size the head of a security force. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It makes sense. I don't know. But he's like, okay, well, I'm going to, everybody go lock yourselves in your rooms. And be careful. and Don't come out because things are getting serious. Now, here's what we are going to come to understand. Every time somebody gets killed in this movie, the redhead, uh, Whitney O'Shea, has like a wild orgasm. Mm-hmm. There's yep. a lot of thrashing around and sweating and uh uh uh, uh, uh did you get give very, it to- again very blood beat. Very, very blood beat. Oh god yeah <laughs> and then as soon as the death is over, she's like, Whoo that was intense. What happened there? <laughs> um so that happened while Linnea was getting choked out in the in the shower. Now the black guy goes out, gets in the car, hauls ass, makes it to the gate and the gate is closed. So he's like, God damn it. Gets out. Uh, he's like looking at the gate. It's locked. The car pops itself into drive and runs the black guy over. And now he's dead. The car pops itself into drive and reverse and drive. And, yeah, it does a couple <laughs> laps on the black guy, unfortunately. It's doing like three-point turns. Yeah. It's, it's parallel parking. Really. And it's got that scene that I love from a lot of the 80s movies where the guy lays flat and you get the camera zoom as he just lays there. So yeah. He goes, ah! <laughs> oh, that's great. It's silly. Don't move. Don't. If a car is running at you, your best bet is just to yell it away. Yeah, yell it. <laughs> Do not move. Talk sense into I'm it. I'm telling you what. So he is now out of the equation. Uh, terrible, terrible tragedy. Um, there's a lot of like bickering between Judith and her husband. He, uh, she wants him to do another session. He's like, no, it's too dangerous. She goes and tries to convince Whitney to do another session. She's like, I think that God doesn't want me to do that right now. I think you should anyway, because we're talking about science and there's no room for God in science. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, eventually this part is particularly stupid. The head of security is cleaning his guns. Here comes floaty cam. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the bullets levitates up out of the bullet box Spins around while the uh, head of security is staring at it and just goes right through his forehead. Yeah, he d- he tried to stare it away. That's what it was. <laughs> huh? Huh? Oh, that's not coming for me. That definitely, that's going to somebody else. Oh, no, it was me. Boom. And this one lonesome non-fired bullet goes right through his head and blows his brain out. Um, there wasn't like a Ghosts bang. can throw bullets very fast. And accurately. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good shot for a thrown bullet all right that's pretty scary uh so at this point we're down to uh judith uh whitney her husband and uh vicente so that's what's happened judith comes out and she runs into vicente who's doing like his security patrol uh they go up and check out the you know they're like checking the windows and all that shit hoping that the black guy made it out they don't know if he's dead yet uh we get another big backstory and judith is like i don't think 
uh, this is going to work out because God said that we're probably all going to die here and God is scary, but I think he's going to protect me. And then Vicente's like, hey, I saw a 12-year-old prostitute once. There is no God. With a $200 a day habit. With a $200 a day habit, which is really... If she can keep that, that's impressive for a 12-year-old. <laughs> I mean, she should probably look putting at... It, putting in work. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a solid work ethic, if nothing else. Uh, he's back and forth with the God versus logic versus science. Uh, make a long story short, Felix, the mental medium, agrees begrudgingly to let um, his wife put him in the trance or whatever to do another session. Now, last time he was in the session, when he came out of his weird wallet-eating spaz attack, he was like, I think there's something important in the basement. Let's go look around the basement. They didn't find shit. This time, he's like, this time he he does it again because he's like, well, I'm pretty sure there's something in the basement. So, one thing that I didn't mention. No, the first time they did find something. They went they? to the Yeah. He's what? like, there's something important in the basement. They go to the basement. They find a rock with a pentagram. The second time, they're missing the ashes in the urn. Right. And they need the ashes to reunite with the heart because in, in behind that rock with the pentagram is supposed so, to be the guy's, the dead guy's, the dead heart. guy's heart. Right. And if you can reunite the heart with the ashes, you can banish him forever. Okay. I thought he needed to reunite the heart with the ashes because then he can manifest in the physical realm again. Well, if you want to jump ahead, I mean, I, that's where I you he doesn't need it because he ends up manifesting with no heart. Right. Oh shit, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, what well, what I was getting at is that there's a part where after Lene is dead, she left her camera rolling. Yeah. And periodically we get this ghosty beardy guy running coming into the room <laughs> with the fireplace and above the fireplace is a hearth and on the hearth is an urn which holds his ashes mm-hmm. and he'll come in and he'll kind of do like spirit fingers at the urn well but the vacuum was near it yeah so it spooked him away so then he's like Ooh! <laughs> yeah there's away. a there's a big continuity error with those little camera monitors <laughs> Just like a monstrous. Just one. nothing makes sense in this fucking movie. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Felix agrees to one more session because he thinks that when he comes out of it, he'll have an idea where the ashes are. She puts them in, and this time uh, he, uh, Avery Lauder comes in. He's like, oh, I've got my heart, and now I'll get my ashes, and then I can manifest through your physical medium. And she's like, we're going to send the physical medium away so you can't get her. And we're going to find your ashes also. And we are I think we already know where your heart is, so we can just not do this anymore. And he's like, oh, well, I'll just kill this guy instead. And then Felix goes, and then his head explodes. Goodbye, Felix. Sorry for that. Wallet ain't going to save you now. It ain't happening. And kaboom. Uh, from there, This is where Elwin starts showing back up. And he is now attacking Vicente on because Vicente wants to get Jude or Whitney out of the the property. So he's like, the the Elwin shoots the gas tank in the van, which blows it up. Um, that's what happened, man. All those '80s vehicles just blowing up left and right. All it took was like a good scratch somewhere near about the gas tank opening. Just loose proximity. Kaboom. I, th- I think they were secretly transporting explosives in there. And, <laughs> Bricks uh, of C4 right were, behind the gas cap. If the, the paranormal thing didn't work, they were going to start a terror cell, Jason Harrell. 
so that's what happened. Now they're kind of on foot. Uh, Vicente is trying to escort Judith off the or Whitney off the property. So that thus uh, removing the physical medium and keeping uh, Avery from uh, being able to manifest, I guess. So when you know, they just happen to have a backup Griswold station wagon mm-hmm. a couple feet away. So he gets her in that. She goes peeling off, runs through the gate, takes off out into town. Uh, she thinks she's going to run over Avery uh, Lauder for a second because he's standing in the in the middle of the road. Is it just me or was it the exact same bad guy from which board? What, Avery Lauder? Avery Lauder and Malkador or Malfador. (laughs) Mouth Vader. (laughs) They looked exactly the same, did they not? I can't remember what he looks like in uh, Witchboard. Big guy, beard. I definitely remember what he looked like in this one. It's the same dude. Because it never came off as menacing. (laughs) It's uh, the tall man with a beard is what it is. That's what you're looking at. And maybe a little bit better of a hairline. Uh she thinks she's going to run him over, but then he disappears and she almost runs headlong into a truck. Then she veers off the road and manages to find a police station. She goes running into the police station and when she opens the door, boom, she's right back in the basement. And she's like, oh my God, you tricked me. You put an illusion in my head to make me think I was outside, but I was actually inside the whole time. Now I'm back in the basement. What am I going to do? Oh no. Now, at, at this point, has the flying knife pinned Vicente to the... To the wooden beam. That's what was going on while he was, while she was thinking she was making her big escape. He was in the basement trying to find the heart, I think, or the ashes. I don't know. I don't recall. And here comes the flying thing that pinned him, pinned him by his shirt. Yep. Not his, like his wrist. No, just his shirt. Didn't go into his heart and kill him. Was stuck because he couldn't get the knife out. Could have just taken the shirt Could've off. Taken the shirt Could've off. Could have ripped the Could've shirt. Ripped it. Fuck this shirt. Could have cut it on the knife that was holding it. You know what it was. That man? knife will go back and replace itself on the pegboard later on. I hope it cleans itself up first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if you're going to use that for like culinary purposes, you're going to have some germs on there. But what it was was that thing we had in the '80s with all the uh, loose cannon cops, where they would show up wearing like a dingy sweatshirt but still had their gun strap on yeah that was so he that's what he was rocking like i don't care about this job but i will still blow your face off if i feel like it (laughs) uh and he didn't clearly didn't want to rip his dingy sweatshirt because you know you only have so many dingy sweatshirts uh so yeah and then he gets out and then how does uh judith get killed i remember it was pretty silly is that the main lady that coordinated this whole thing yeah Uh, Didn't she get exploded or put on fire or something like that? Oh, boy. Um, Wow. It was pretty grandiose. I I can't remember. I remember that. I was like, oh, I didn't think she was going to go out like that. Yeah, wow. I really can't remember how she died. I remember it was in the basement. I think, like, he gave her the laser eyes or something (laughs) like that. So it was something silly, and then, like, her whole body exploded or something like that. Don't recall. But uh, from there, like, okay – now we got to move quick. We got the that we found the heart was in like this box, and then we got the ashes in the urn. So we got to get out of here. Unfortunately, uh, Lauder has possessed Whitney, and apparently all he has to all she has to do is go down and drink the ashes, like just chug them, gut, 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 yeah. gut, which is completely gross. And then all of a sudden, uh, it's like the, worse than the cinnamon challenge. Uh, I couldn't keep it down. I'm just watching that go. <laughs> uh, 
like uh, Vicente goes down. And he's like, "Hey, we got to go, Whitney." And then she turns around, and unfortunately, this time it's not Tawny Katane in cosplay. Uh, she goes full transformation into um, Malfador or uh, the Lauder, right? And big guy beard. He's like, <laughs> "Now I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to unleash." My darkness on the world. <laughs> so he puts a little bit of an ass whipping on Vicente. Eventually, Vicente figures it out, and he just shoots the piss out of the box with the heart in it. Not unlike what happened at the end of Witchboard. And then uh, Lauder kind of bursts into green flames and melts himself because he was clearly made out of wax yes, to begin with. Very much so. And uh, once he melts down to like a skull and carcass. Then uh, Whitney kind of crawls out of the skull and carcass, and then that's pretty much the end of your movie. It is. What did you think of Witch Trap, Jason Harrell? Going to blow your mind right here. You gave it six stars. I gave it a five. <laughs> I scored it a four originally. How did you get? How does this? But one then get I a got. I, then I got to thinking. This movie actually became something quite quickly. That most movies fell at. This okay. was a so bad it's good. I get it. I get like that. Like this is, this. you can rewatch this <laughs> because it is horrible. It is terrible. Uh, but in a very delightful way. <laughs> <laughs> like I would much rather watch like this good, bad movie than like, uh, you know, uh, Neil Bogg or uh, what is it? Um, oh, Goblin 2. Goblin 2. Okay. Um. Uh, so ultimately, I mean, I ended up liking it. But let's recap some of the uh, highlighted uh, quips. Okay. Through this movie, this let's is, see. These are all some of Vicente's greatest various hits. characters. Sure. I haven't had this much trouble swallowing something since my mom tried feeding me okra. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, they're gut busters. <laughs> well. Uh, let's see. I'm going to find that overgrown abortion and give him a 38 caliber enema. Mm. You are a real Neander fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Felix, you're wounded. Yeah, I know. Okay. Mm. All right. Thanks for the emote. Right. Uh, we have the hunchback of Lauderhouse out there. Mm. Whatever he was, he's sludge meat now. Sludge Who writes meat. this? Sludge meat. Kevin Tenney, obviously. Man. Uh, and I watched our friend Elwin take more lead than a number two pencil. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. That and other gems Hot can be stuff. found by watching this movie. Hot stuff right there, Jason. We should write all this and just take it on the road. Absolutely. I think we, we could be or at the Apollo in no time. Three and a half minute act. <laughs> <laughs> Just so many awful insults and one-liners, but I, I don't know. I ended up having a lot of fun watching it. There was one that came to mind while you were reading that. He said he said something funny or mildly offensive to his boss, Murphy. Mm-hmm. And Murphy said, hey, I resent that. And he said, I resent your mom taking drugs while she was pregnant with you. <laughs> Just let that seep in. Yeah. <laughs> There was another one where he told he told his boss that he missed like the final stage of evolution. Yeah, and I think and that tied into the you're a real Neander fuck. I'm like this guy really likes prehistoric humor. He does. He's he's a bit of a paleontologist on yeah. the side. It's bad, man. It's a bad movie. 
It is it so bad it's good? Jason says yes. I suppose it might be. I suppose if I were to watch this again under the the pretense of knowing that it's that bad and just I was not I've never seen this before until yesterday. I've never seen it. And uh I was not prepared for this level of non-acting. Yesterday I tried to start watching it. I yep. got about 5 7 minutes into it. I'm like I can't do this. <laughs> uh then today Threw it on there and powered through. Dude, I mean, I was locked in. That's why I'm like actually surprised. I can't remember how the one lady died because I actually like paid attention to this thing. So did I. I took notes for Christ's sakes. <laughs> I, I, I remember it being grandiose. I think her head popped or spun around or something. Uh, I think it has, I mean, because I've seen Witchboard a lot and uh, I think it has more rewatchability than Witchboard. Um, this would be a party movie. For oh, me. for sure. Yeah, um, like you can you could sit there, drink, laugh, and just rip on this. Like every time you see a continuity error, oh, yeah. shot, you know, every time there's some like half-assed attempt at a, you know, a Paleozoic insult, <laughs> uh, you know, double shot, double shot. You're going to be hammered in no time. All right, Jason, let's take us a little break, and we'll come back with some other stuff. Let's huh? do.
Hey inmates, if you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, Jason Harrell. We are. Tell you what. Tell me. That It's a bit of a tired trope. The paranormal team going in to investigate the house, getting killed off. We've seen it thousands of times. But have we seen it with Linnea Quigley? No. Well, well, just this once. So far, this right. month. <laughs> We're probably going to see it again this month. But it's not a paranormal team. It's a bunch of kids partying. Yeah. Um, it, but it, it, despite the fact that it's a it's a tired trope, I think it's a it's it's a successful formula. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's there's going to be some scares in there. I mean, even right up to the Conjuring, same thing. Nobody got killed, but still, they got fucked with pretty good. Yeah, they go in there, ghosty shit, very creepy, and then they either fix it or they all die. And yet here we are, just hoping and praying that Zach Nutsack Baggins gets taken out by some entity. Nope. Never, Not another never season of Ghost Adventures Absolutely. coming your way. And I will pre-order the Blu-rays. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Are you ready to get into the Terra Dome? Yep. Let's do it. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains I'm gonna bash him right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll drive you crazy. I'll kill you all. I'll make dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotional face. The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. To the Terradome. First, last week's winner, Jason. Team's competition, we had the Brides of Dracula versus the Xenomorphs. The village was silent still. Carcasses of humans and aliens alike littered the forest floor. The Brides, battle-scarred and weary, would find no nourishment here as the hive had tainted the blood source. The taint was gone now, torn from the Carpathians, and the Brides would find sustenance elsewhere. We have a winner of 9 to 5. It is the Brides of Dracula over the Xenomorphs. There it is. There it is. You can't kill which is already dead. You can burn it. If they could if they could draw the fight into the daylight, that might be their only chance, I feel. Or get opposable thumbs and start wielding stakes. Stakes, that could be a thing. I don't think a Xenomorph is going to figure that out, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sorry, they're kind of dumb. They actually. are. They're <laughs> scary as shit. And savage, they'll fuck you right up. But, like, avoiding a, uh, what was that, a smelting press? 
in Alien 3? No. Run right in there. Thanks for that reminder. <laughs> well, it wasn't that bad. Stop it right it's now. It's not that good. Had Charles S. Dutton in it. Oh, The Rock, the Rock sells me. He's not The Rock. He was Rock. Oh, sorry. And that was a damn good <laughs> show, Jason. Let's take a look at this week's uh, matchup, shall we, my friend? We are in the Asylum Conference, round 10. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not much of a writer and usually can't read my own handwriting. They were lost. Admitting it was painful, but very true. Too many highways and byways, back roads and inroads, cutting through the West Virginia wilds. Now they were out of gas, running out of daylight, and thoroughly lost. With very little options, the six of them continue on foot. The forest probably wasn't a bad idea. The auspicious occasion made it safe for them to be as far away from people as possible. Not for their own safety, but for everyone else's. The sense of a town hit their lupine senses from a breeze out of the northeast. They follow the scent until buildings can be seen through the trees. The full, loom, full moon illuminates a signpost reading, Welcome to Silent Hill. They were hoping for a telephone or a tow truck, maybe some directions back to the interstate. What they found was a ghost town. It was too late. The change was coming soon, and so was an air raid siren. In team's competition, we have werewolves versus the Silent Hill nurses. Jason, what do you think of that? Oh, boy. Got to go werewolves. Yeah? Yeah. I think, uh, I think I have to agree with you on that. Even with the noise factor. I mean... They just have agility, speed, they're and, natural, and power. They're natural predators. You know, the, the nurses are scary. Sure. But wolves generally don't, like, frighten. You know what I'm saying? They just, they either attack or they don't attack. Yeah, I mean, the best they got really is like stabbing repeatedly and stuff. They right? do have weapons, the nurses. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't think that can overcome. I don't think they can the, see. The furosity. Furosity. The furious <laughs> I will now rage. make up a word to describe the situation. <laughs> yes, I don't think that is can, ferocity that is and furious. Curiosity. <laughs> Look out. Uh, I just don't think they could overcome everything so that werewolves have going for no, them. No, I think they attack too fast. Nur- nurse, the nurses are sexy and scary as shit. Um, I don't want to tangle with a nurse. If I had to choose which one of these customers I'm going to run into in like a dark alley, I think I'd rather the werewolf because I know he's going to kill me quick and I'll bleed out very quickly as opposed to the nurse who may just follow me for mm-hmm. a couple blocks <laughs> right. doing that jerky thing. You yeah. know, She might have a syringe, uh, one of those bone saw things. I don't know. That's scary shit. I don't want it. But as far as which one's going to win a fight, I got to go with the, uh, the werewolves. There it is. That is your Terror Dome matchup for the weekend, mates. It's werewolves versus Silent Hill nurses. Get us your votes by next week. Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275. Or the, mental, or the uh, regular old email is thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. While you're contemplating that matchup, my friends, we're going to tell you what movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? 
So again, in lieu of my uh, no rewatch challenge, I'm running through some of my favorites before yep. I give them up for the new year. Mm-hmm. All dude actions, parts one through 40. Well, of course. But other than that, in the horror realm, Jason, I watched I Am Zozo from 2012. Okay. Did you ever get around to watching that? No. I don't know why I like this movie so much. It's not good. I think I just dig it. I don't know why. You know? Yeah, I think I tried to st- tried. <laughs> you uh, failed. Another one of your great recommendations. <laughs> you failed. Yeah. You couldn't do it. I watched that. I watched Color Out of Space from 2019. You've seen that one. I know you have. Did not finish it. It's a good show. Uh, very uh, Lovecrafty. Goes into Thing realm. Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage as best he can. Flesh Eater from 1988. Have you seen that one? The Bill Hinsman sure. classic. I think you just... Oh, I just yeah, I bought the 4K of that. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. Of course not. No. And lastly... I'm a collector, not a watcher. <laughs> yeah. Why, why would you watch any of the movies that you buy? Dude, I have a million movies that I'm behind. And what you do instead is just let Pluto TV run on a constant loop. I'm busy. <laughs> How about No One Lives from 2012? Yes. Come on, man. Thank you. Um, we're one out of four. That's a great show. I have seen about a third of Flesh Eater. It's it's uh, it's very silly. Oh, it is. It's uh, pretty much a, a blatant knockoff of Night of the Living Dead with some tits. And um, it's uh, 1980s schlock. Uh, were you happy with revisiting uh, No One Lives? I was, of course. Yeah. It's a great show. Good flick. Um, I love it anytime there's a bad guy, but he gets confronted with some slightly other less than bad guys, and then he gets to turn up the bad guy on the other bad guys. That's a lot of bad guys. I love it. I love a bad guy on bad guy <laughs> challenge. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? You love that bad guy on bad guy bad action. Bad guy on bad guy action, my man. And I'll tell you right now, I'm gay for Luke Evans. I can't get enough of that, dude. I said it. I'm, I'm man enough to admit it, Jason. You get to watch anything, Hot Dog? I got to watch one thing. What was it? Oh, Lake Mungo. Oh, yeah. What'd because I couldn't, of course, remember if I had seen it or not. <laughs> um, and I still don't think I've ever seen it. If I if I have seen it before, it was I must have been like dozing off a lot. Because was it in your database? It was. Huh. It claims I've seen it, but I do not. <laughs> I do not remember watching this. Wow, what'd you think? Normally, I remember once I start rewatching something. I hate that. Uh, it was okay. It was. I mean, it's pretty good. I, I don't think it was as good as I thought it was going to be. It may carry a little extra weight for me because I watched it at work in the middle of the night in a. Mm-hmm. Uh, industrial complex completely alone by myself for miles right so in that circumstance that last i don't know five ten minutes when they're re-going through the footage and pointing out to you where she is sure really freaked me the fuck out leading up to that you've got like the doppelganger the dead doppelganger footage yeah that's kind of creepy uh, the weird sex neighbor situation it's kind of weird yeah it just wasn't hitting me for some reason i mean i was you know actively watching it right and really like paying attention and everything um but for some reason it just wasn't hitting me the way it should i guess that's fair enough yeah right on uh did you ever decide which version you were getting in the mail of that you were trying to buy a copy well i I tried to cancel it i tried to i know i did buy a copy and then after like you looked at it you're like hey asshole this is uh region b so right you just fucked yourself 
I was like, ah, shit. So I tried to cancel it. Yeah. I was like, uh, well, no, they wouldn't let me cancel it, so it's still coming. So you're still getting the – but it's region-free. That's what you say. Well, that's what Blu-ray.com says. Okay. That's what I'm hoping. Even, even though it's like region whatever it's for or something. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be unlocked. Okay. That's what I'm hoping for. I bet so you are. As soon as it gets here, I'll, I'll – Drop some knowledge on you. Okay. It's but tw- you didn't accidentally order the other one also, did no, you? No, I didn't. Okay. No. Well, I mean the other one. <laughs> I didn't know if you were just going to have this influx of Lake Mungo coming <laughs> so in. the house. awesome. Yeah. It's raining Lake Mungos in here. <laughs> <laughs> no, the other one was like 17 bucks. It was um, It was part of that af- – remember that After Dark Horror Fest crap? Yeah. It was like the fourth run of that, the final run of that. And um, – <clears throat> If I get that version, then I know I'm going to have to go out and find the rest of those movies. Yeah. And they're all crap. Sure. I guarantee it. <laughs> that was the thing about those. They would put out eight movies a year. One of them would be really good. That's about one. The There would be like two or three who were like, all right. And the rest would be absolute bullshit. But like an asshole, because I had to. I'm That's like, like 2B TV. I'm, I'm the completionist. <laughs> I have to go buy them all. So now I'm down 60 bucks. And I've got a shelf full of bullshit over here. (laughs) All right. How about some immersion therapy then, sir? How about it? (laughs) Immersion therapy. Life Changer from 2018, Jason. Yes, sir. This is one of these ones where I look at it and I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. And then I start it and five minutes in, I'm like, I've seen this fucking thing before. It's not a bad show. I didn't I, I didn't mind it at all. Would you, no, would I you? scored the six. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's a very passive movie. Yeah. It's uh, kind of a – it's not necessarily a, like a slow burn. I mean, there's plenty enough going on. Sure. Uh, but it, it does have a slow pace. But, um, it, you know, it's not so heavy on horror. It's almost uh, more of a tragedy in a weird way. Yeah. You know, I I don't know what the, the description calls this guy thing a skinwalker. Mm-hmm. But basically his deal is that he has to absorb somebody uh, every what, couple, Fuck. couple weeks or so in a very gruesome manner. And then he has to get because he basically assumes them. And then he has to get rid of their dead body yeah. and kind of live their life mm-hmm. until he can assume somebody else. You know, the unfortunate part of that is that uh, I guess it's a lonely existence because you can never get too close to anybody. Uh, and Because if you do, you got to assume. Yeah, I guess earlier on it lasted longer. You yeah. could form relationships, things yeah. like that. And then like it gets to a point where. He just starts rotting. Yeah, now he you know, can get a handful of hours out of a body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a pretty good movie. Um, yeah. de- it's definitely worth watching. Uh, but it, yeah, it is a kind of a set. It's a kind of a depressing flick. Yeah. Well, I didn't understand the end. The, that last like that, five minutes. That was pretty. Kind of irked me. I don't. I don't know. I also don't understand why he would even go to work. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I <laughs> like, want... if I'm only getting like a day or two out of a body, I'm Fuck not. It. I'm not pulling an eight-hour shift. No, I'm just gonna fuck off. Yeah. I'm gonna watch your TV. <laughs> Uh, rifle through your fridge try to have sex with your wife i think or your husband that could be a thing too and then i'm gonna peace out yeah and uh go inhabit somebody else yeah worth a watch yeah definitely uh original if nothing else uh your 
immersion therapy for this week is going to be Horror in the High Desert from 2021. This is a found footage film streaming on Amazon Prime. Uh, Check that shit out, inmates. We'll do the same in Compare Notes next week. Now, unfortunately, you must educate me. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. I just got out of a really bad relationship in the worst possible way. Uh, I got to get the fuck out of this city that I live in and just be away from everything and try to like rest and recoup. I'm going to get an Airbnb out here in the sticks, go for a walk in the woods, and apparently get followed home by a naked albino who's going to just kind of titlurk me in my own <laughs> Airbnb while I'm on the phone. And uh, then some really wacky shit is going to happen in my driveway later on in the movie. I am, of course, men. Uh, Jason loved it. I could not get into it. I did not say I love you it. You want to love I it. I want to love it. I don't know why. But come on, man. That's, come on, men. Um, it has a lot going for it. Up until the last Up five until minutes. that last probably 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, that, that ending just goes on and on and on. And but on I on. really, really like the remainder. Okay. It's possible for a movie to get ruined by its ending. Oh, yeah. Uh, case in point, Ghosts of War. Well, even the movie we were just talking about. Um, fucking Skinwalker movie. Which, <laughs> See, oh, that's yeah. That's how quick I flushed the title. <laughs> you just completely dumped it. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, like, I mean, that, that movie's really good, but that last five minutes, it just kind of plops a turd. I wouldn't say it ruined the whole movie for no. me. It did leave a lot of questions in what the what egg sack kind of a thing. Yeah, I don't know. But Men has a very drawn out what the what fuck. What the fuck is that all about? Eddie? Yeah. All right. Who might I be this week, you ask? I am a bit of a sex perv. You're telling Jason. me. Uh, you're, I'm telling you right now. I've got a very unusual kink, and I live that kink out on the internet, mostly. Um, It's um, pretty bizarre and dangerous and could be possibly fatal. I really hope I don't run into another gentleman who has the exact counterpoint of that kink, which would be to uh, victimize me, even though I kind of want to be the victim of this particular kink. And, um, but if he's willing and I'm willing and we can hook up at a bus station and go back to his place, then we could probably kink to the kinkiest. (laughs) That's about all I can say without giving anything away. Who are you? I can't tell you. Damn it. Tune in next week and I'll drop some knowledge on the kinkiest kinkies. In the meantime, inmates, I think that's about going to do it for us this week. Thank you very much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. Join us next week for Night of the Demons here in Kevin Tenney Month, courtesy of Tom Hardy. Uh, If you feel like making a small contribution, go to paddedroompodcast.com, I think. Support.paddedroompodcast.com. I'm going to write that down. Support.paddedroompodcast.com. That's the link to our Patreon page. $5 donation gets you control of the month of uh, December or 
No, January. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> January. Uh, Alan actually has December. Uh, a padded room T-shirt, a padded room travel mug, possibly a tit lurker magnet, and um, I might throw you some of the porn that I have stashed oh, away. <laughs> I might. <laughs> I can be coerced. Uh, check that out if you feel like it, inmates. Anything you can do always helps us. Like, comment, subscribe. That helps our visibility. Drop us a line. Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275. Email is thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. Let us know uh, if you know who I am or what movies you got to watch. Give us some movie recommendations. We're coming up on October. We need to refine our 31 for 31 lists. Let us know what's on your list. In the meantime, inmates, that's it for us. Monica in absentia, Buddy in absentia, sexy Mr. Jason Harrell in the house. Very sexy. Very sexy. Um, tit lurkers, naked guys in the woods, um, weird sex kink internet dudes who find other sex kink internet dudes for hookups to possibly hurt each other. Um, witch traps. Guys with beer, Malfador, Malcador, <laughs> Malfader, Malfader, <laughs> and the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye.